A lot of times you get caught up in the destination, you know, the conquest, the adrenaline of the sport that you're, you're doing. And, um, with SUP, it's more about the journey. It really allows you to stop and smell the proverbial roses. You listen to the waves lapping the board. You can feel and enjoy and really appreciate your muscles working together to keep you balanced. Episode 10, Kelly Coker. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Kelly Coker is a co-founder of Vela Adventures, a Colorado-based company that provides all-inclusive adventure outings for women. Kelly resides in Denver and spends as much of her time outdoors as she can, skiing, hiking, biking, camping, and simply embracing the Colorado lifestyle. Kelly, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Thanks, Travis. Glad to be here. So, Kelly, I gave the listeners a little bit of information about you. Right. Would you take a few minutes to tell us more about yourself and your connection to stand-up paddleboarding? Sure. Um, well, you know, starting as a child, uh, I moved around a lot, but we always came back to Colorado for summers and winters because we had some family living here. And, and when we come back, we'd go skiing and camping and fishing, hiking, horseback riding, um, all the typical Colorado lifestyle stuff that those of us who are fortunate to live in the state um, take for granted. Uh, but as a kid, I was, you know, loved outdoors, very athletic, but I was also a bit dorky and, um, watch politics at a very young age. I remember my brother has the story of me being nine years old and in my parents' bedroom watching the state of the union while friends and family were out watching a movie. <laughs> so, um, with that kind of dorky side of me, I, um, after college, I packed up and moved to DC to work in politics and, um, Unfortunately, being in a big city like D.C. and working long hours, I kind of lost touch with the outdoors and uh, for about 10 years, actually. And in a roundabout way, came back to Colorado and really got into stand-up paddleboard. Um, it was something different at the time. It was, you know, something that not a lot of people were doing. And it really interested me because um, it was just a kind of a accessible way to get back out to outdoor being back outdoors and getting into a Colorado adventure again after taking a hiatus for so long. Well, DC will do that to you. Yes. I can understand that. So that was back when, when you got into stand-up paddleboarding. I myself have just kind of noticed it in the last, you know, two or three years personally. So how long ago was that? Right. Well, that was, you know, the first time I really tried it was about four years ago. So that was, you know, about the time we moved to DC or I'm sorry, moved from DC to Colorado. And, um, you know, I had tried it on vacation actually in Hawaii, but, you know, picked it up again, moving back out here in, in Colorado. So yeah, it was about four years ago. And it's since then it's really taken off. I mean, it's all over the place now, as you know, Travis. Yeah, it seems to, I, I have noticed it. And, uh, and when I first saw it, I thought, ho hum, you know, that looks right. Uh, you know, totally. <laughs> looks like something people <laughs> might want to do, but maybe not me. But, you know, my, my interest has definitely peaked about it. I have, I still haven't tried it myself, but uh, there seem to be a lot of, of benefits uh, to doing it. 
Why would you encourage people to get into it? Why why should they get started in stand-up paddleboarding? Well, I love your ho-hum comment because <laughs> that is one of the one of the big reasons I encourage people to get on a SUP because um, especially, I would say, especially the hardcore adventure sports enthusiasts, because a lot of times, and I'm guilty of that as well, but a lot of times you get caught up in the destination, um, you know, the conquest, the adrenaline of the sport that you're, you're doing. And, um, with SUP, it's more about the journey. Uh, it really allows you to stop and smell the proverbial roses. Um, you really, you listen to the waves lapping the board. You can feel and enjoy and really appreciate your muscles working together to keep you balanced. Um, you know, you can take those moments and, and kind of appreciate your strength and being on the water. So I really like, you know, I talk to these outdoor enthusiasts that, that are, you know, kind of turn up their nose. Um, at stand up paddleboard as kind of boring, but really it's, it's a way to kind of reconnect and it is an adventure and it's, it's definitely a physical adventure, but it's a great way to kind of get back to enjoying the journey. And, um, the second reason I encourage people to take up stand up paddleboard is because I call it the gateway drug of adventure sports. It's like marijuana of event outdoor adventures because <laughs> we're in the right state, I guess. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> and it's so accessible to a majority of people. You can be young, old, male, female, in shape, out of shape. And in my line of work, I find many women who are uncomfortable or not confident in getting into a Colorado adventure sport. Um, they, they are, you know, willing to try stand up paddleboard and then they, you know, build up their confidence and they really start to enjoy being outdoors and trying something new. And a lot of these women we see after trying stand up paddleboard with us, they are then more open to trying kayaking and then they move to archery and then they may try indoor skydiving. And then pretty soon we've got these hardcore like rock climbers, you know, diehard adventure enthusiasts on our hands that were birthed from starting out on a stand up paddleboard. So that's kind of, that's a really cool, we're, we're seeing that a lot. Um, and the third reason I love stand-up paddleboard is because you can make it as extreme as you want. So those hardcore enthusiasts who, you know, kind of give us the ho-hum, they um, they can get onto those whitewater stand-up paddleboards, which White is gaining. Water. Yeah. Have you seen those? No, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, they're on, you know, class one and two rapids, which... Yeah, which is big time on a stand-up paddleboard. So, and there's actually um, multiple user stand-up paddleboards. So you can have four people on a board on the white water, you know, kind of working as a team to get to get through the rapids. And then there's also stand-up paddleboard racing and ocean stand-up paddleboard, which is a whole nother challenge. So there's all these levels and facets to it that I love. Uh, so it's not just uh, somebody standing on a board and you know <laughs> some evening and and piddling around a calm pond. It's it can be whatever you want it to be. Multifaceted. Well, that's, that's really cool. Right. I had yeah. no idea. I mean, I knew that, you know, some people did yoga classes on them. And uh, I knew there were some people that were out there kind of, I don't know if you'd call it tricks, but they were doing some sort of freestyle, you know, on their pedal oh, yeah. board. But I did not realize that they had the whitewater version of the sport and certainly did not know that they had the uh, the multiple Yes. The multiple person. Yeah, multiple that just sounds insane. Person. I know. I know. <laughs> Especially on the rapids, which I don't I haven't tried it yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it. Wow, good for you. So it's really scalable. I mean that's that's good to hear. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. 
So when somebody comes and starts up, you know, they're not into adventure sports per se. Uh, they come and start up on a, a paddleboard. How long, I mean, how, what is the learning curve for them to, to really get comfortable uh, with it and really start to enjoy uh, their comfortability on the board? You know, I, I found that's really dependent on a person's balance, really. Um, and, you know, you have some people that, that are just great and they get on the board and they have about a three minute learning curve and then they're off. And then you have, um, some people who may, you know, it, it may not have had to challenge their balance in a long time. So it, it usually takes them, I would say 15 minutes, 20 minutes before they start kind of getting the hang of things and, and, being able to get more comfortable. So there's really, um, it's a really little learning curve, I would say. And, it, and again, it's, it's the, the biggest challenge is your balance. Sure. Yeah. It just depends on what they're used to. and Right. And your core strength as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the core strength, I think it's a, it seems like it's a really neat sport to do for somebody that wants to get out there. I mean, similar to something like bike riding, it's low impact, but they're getting some phenomenal, um, you know, exercise using their, their entire body. Is that true? Oh yeah. It's awesome. I mean, your, your arms, your legs, your entire core, it's basically a, a whole body workout. And, um, you know, most people, it's funny. We have a lot of people like, I did not think I was going to be sore after this, but you are. And you know, it's, it is a lot of work paddling around <laughs> that lake and keeping yourself up on the board. So yeah, it's a great, it's a great workout. Yeah. I bet, I bet you're a little surprised in the morning sometimes, especially if you're out there on a windy day and, and find yourself on the other side of the lake. Yes. Come back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what is, I mean, I can, the, the draw for me, um, I can see would be being out on the lake in an evening where things are calm and taking the meditative approach to it. What is it like being out there on a, on a calm pond and just being inside your own head on a paddle board? Describe that a little bit for us. Make the, make the, the listener understand you know, what it is that goes through your head out there. Yeah. Well, I think if, um, you know, if you're like me, there's on a daily basis, there's a million things going through your head, right. And, you know, to-do lists and <sighs> chores and, you know, running the kids to school and, and just so much going on that, um, when you're on a paddleboard, I, to me, there's just such a peace and a calm and, you know, you're just really in sync with yourself. I feel like it gives you that connection going back to really appreciating the journey, um, appreciating being outdoors in Colorado, you know, just, I really like taking a moment and listening to the waves hit the board. And that's so meditative to me and just gives you a great, uh, a, a great um, channel to kind of appreciate yourself and being able to, to kind of relax and, and just enjoy where you are in the connection with the water and just being outdoors. Yeah, that resonates. I can, I can visualize that as you describe it. That would be a, a nice experience. I might have to try that. Yeah. So how about the moment? Was there a particular moment or a particular trip or outing that got mm -hmm. you hooked on, on this and it just kind of clicked or was it the very first time you tried it? You just thought this was awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, it was, um, as I said, it was about four years ago, we were in Hawaii and, uh, I was hanging out on the beach with my family. We were in Waikiki beach in Honolulu. And, uh, you know, I was kind of getting bored being on the beach and I, I noticed there were some stand up paddle boards that you could go rent. So, you know, I thought, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And we started out on a man-made lagoon near the hotel and it's 
totally calm. There's no waves. And I got on that stand up paddleboard and I was like, yeah, I got this. This is easy. You know, I'm like within five minutes, I'm all over the, the lagoon. And, and so, uh, feeling a bit cocky, I dragged the stand up paddleboard from the calm pond out to the ocean. And, uh, that was a whole different story. So, you know, I'm on the board and you, you're on like a surfboard and you paddle out past where the waves are breaking. And, you know, I noticed a couple people out there and they're able to, to, to get on the board and they're paddling around, but the swells are still really big. So it took me, I would say a dozen tries and some really, I had some great bruises from that as well. Cause I, that, those waves were hitting me hard, but I finally got up and, and stayed up and worked on my balance on those rolling waves. And at that moment I was like, wow, this is, this is cool because it looks easy, but it's not easy. And it's also, you know, I just, it was, it was fun. It was an adventure. It was really challenging my balance. And, um, and also at that time I got to share the waves with the sea turtle who was kind of floating around next to me, which was really cool. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I kind of got, got hooked on it. And then, like I said, when we came to Colorado, it was one of those things I really enjoyed doing. So. Oh, that's cool. So do people actually surf? you know, in this, in this position on these boards with, uh, with their paddle or, I mean, do they actually take on the waves or is it just a matter of being out there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they do. I, I have seen um, people that do take on the waves with their paddle board. So, and especially now, as I kind of mentioned earlier, there's the, uh, racing paddle board racing. And I know that, you know, they, and I have, I have yet to do this, but there's, you know, doing tricks and kind of, and hitting those waves. So it's definitely, it's definitely a sport that people are, are challenging themselves with on the ocean and, and, and whitewater rapids and, and so forth. So yeah, it is something they do. Okay, cool. Yeah. I envision the, the racing being, you know, more like a, um, you know, like racing shells, you know, in the river with rowers. Um, do they do that too? Or is it just a matter of racing in the ocean? Right. Yeah. I've seen it both. I've seen it, you know, there's, um, at the Cherry Creek Reservoir, I've seen him racing there and then, yeah, yeah. The, and then seen him racing in California on the ocean. So yeah, I think it's, you know, wherever you are, they're, they're trying to set up races. Well, so I think my original belief that uh, with stand-up paddle boarding, it was this calm, meditative thing, and that's the only way you can ride them. So we often ask our guests, you know, if there's a time that things didn't go so right. Um, but now I'm thinking there's a, a real potential there, you know, for things not to go right on a paddle board. Are there any experiences like that? Yeah, definitely. Um well, as you know, Travis, the Colorado weather can be pretty unpredictable. And um, at Bella Adventures, stand-up paddleboard is one of our most popular adventures. And we've had a number of these outings. And um, one particular fall day, the weather started off fair. It was warm and sunny, and there was a slight breeze. And we had about eight uh, SUP beginners with us that day. And, uh, of course, we're always grateful for the smooth, calm water um, so our beginners can get their balance. And we got on our boards and we were probably, we were just getting comfortable paddling around. Um, it was probably about 10 minutes into it when some serious wind just picked up around the front range and there were literally white caps on the small lake. And, um, it was pushing us on our boards through the water. And I'd say almost everyone lost their balance and fell off the board. Oh no. And yeah, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, it was, it was insane. So, um, the, the best part about it was that it's really easy to get back on. And that's what I love about stand up paddleboard too. Once you get knocked off, 
it's really easy to get right back on. And then you learn from what kicked you off the board. So for instance, if there's strong winds and big waves, you drop to your knees to make the balance easier. And and also when you get knocked off, um, when you pull yourself on the board, you can just lay on top of it and wrap your arms around it for security and just knowing you're going to be okay. So it's not anything that's going to be life-threatening. So it, again, it goes back to that accessibility um, and being able to do it regardless of you know, your fitness level or your gender or your, um, you know, just your experience in, in adventure sports. I think it's just, you know, something that once you get knocked off, you can easily get back on. Sure. Well, it's got to be comforting to have that giant flotation device to hang on to at the Definitely. same time. <laughs> yep. So are you tethered to the, to the paddleboard? Nope. You're not? Um, nope. And, and, but most of the time we do it's in a lake. So, um, and, and when I did it in the ocean, I was not tethered to it either. So I think it's, it's probably one of those things that it's a personal decision. Right. And yeah. And do you, do you wear life preservers? You can. And most of the time the life preservers are buck, uh, belts. So, um, you don't have a bulky life vest. So it's, it, again, it's a personal decision. We leave it up to, to our clients if they want to wear uh, a safety belt. Um, we do encourage them to do so obviously. But um, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's what, what you're comfortable with, I think. So what about getting into the, the sport? What about purchasing equipment, mm-hmm. uh, cost? What advice would you have for somebody getting into it that, uh, that doesn't know anything about it? I mean, obviously, I imagine you would advise them to go through some training, but. Right. Well, I definitely try, you know, we've had a, a couple of clients actually who have done stand up paddleboard with us and then went and bought their own. Um, so it's definitely something I think you want to try a couple of times, um, to make sure it's, it's a hobby that you really want to pick up. Um, cause as you alluded to, it is a little bit of an investment. Um, and I know, you know, like mountain biking and some of the other sports, um, a lot of times if you go to, um, you know, those companies, rental companies or, um, guides who, who provide the equipment, they, a lot of times are selling their last season's, um, equipment and the same with paddleboards. So a lot of times if, if you did want to invest in the sport, you can get a, a bit of a, a bargain by going to some of those adventure providers or stand up paddleboard providers and, and see what they're selling from their last season. Yeah, that makes sense. Just like the ski and snowboard industry. Just right. Last yeah. year's equipment. That's a good way to go about it. Now, what about various types uh, of equipment? I've seen some inflatable ones. I've seen various sizes of them. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the only ones I've seen. You might have, uh, know of others that I don't know of. Um, but what about inflatable versus a hardboard? Right. Well, I think the nice thing about inflatable is it's obviously very mobile. Um, so, you know, we've taken a fl- inflatable board camping with us up at Turquoise Lake outside of Leadville. Um, so that's really neat being able to kind of pack it up and take it with you. And um, in terms of the other boards, I know that there's, it, it, again, in a lot of its personal preference, um, some of the boards are fatter. So especially if you want to do yoga on your board, um, fatter and a little shorter so that your balance is a little easier. And again, that's a personal preference. And then there's also the boards that are a little, um, not as fat, a little skinnier, a little longer, and that gives you more of a balance challenge, but also makes it faster in the water. So yeah, again, it's, it's kind of a personal preference, what you want to do on your board. Um, and, uh, yeah, what you're, if you want it, want it to be mobile and take it to different lakes around the state, or if you're going to, only head to one or two and, and, you know, it's easy to transport. 
Yeah, it just kind of depends on how you want to use it and where you want to use it. Exactly. Yoga on mm -hmm. stand-up paddle birds yeah. sounds like torture, personally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you do yoga, Travis? I don't. I should. Okay. I've tried it in the past, but I just I just think what I have done, um, I can't imagine doing it standing on a board on water. <laughs> no, it is hard. It's hard. But think of how you're. Think of how balanced you're going to be. Your core is going to be. Right insane right it's yeah so it's it's it is it's an interesting sport definitely and um yeah we love offering that too and uh you know you, it's definitely something we advise that you've done paddleboard before and that you've done yoga before so that you can kind of combine the two and and try it out sure i just i guess it's a logical next step to somebody who's mastered yoga and is looking for the next level i guess yeah and it's you know it's really cool cuz i've seen um, you know, in Breckenridge, uh, there's this little pond. I don't know if you're familiar with Breckenridge, but yeah. it's called Maggie Pond. And on Sunday mornings, you'll, in the summer, you'll see them doing stand up paddleboard or um, paddleboard yoga out there. And it's just, you know, with that, that background and it's really quiet and it's just, I can see how that could be really zen for yogis out there to really, you know, you're on the water and you're, and you're just, you know, challenging your body, but you're just appreciating nature. And that's that connection. It's just really cool. Well, and just any time you're out on the water, it's so relaxing and meditative, no matter how you're out there. I mean, if you're floating, you're in a boat, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, so I can imagine doing yoga on a, on a stand-up paddleboard out in the middle of the water has got to be a, a great experience. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've seen, um, I've seen that you can actually set them up um, somehow with a kayak setup, there's something with the, uh, with the blades, you can, um, have a different type of blade or something like that to, so you can sit down and paddle. Yeah. Like you could say, I know, you know, that's an option. Our, our guides usually give our clients is, um, you know, sit down or you can, um, a lot of people just stay on their knees. Um, and, you know, and eventually, you know, if you're, if you want to take a break, you kind of lay back and stare up at the sky for a while. But, but, um, I haven't personally seen the the different blades in the water, but that sounds cool. Yeah, it seems like a neat way to change the paddle board up a little bit. Yeah. Who would sell nearly everything they own, then pack up and travel for three years around the world alone on a motorcycle? Alan Carl did pick up his new book, Forks, A Quest for Culture, Cuisine, and Connection. An adventure that will awaken your senses and inspire your spirit. Explore 35 countries on five continents with stories of connection and culture. More than 700 stunning photos, flavors, and food. Visit ForksTheBook.com and use promo code 180TACK to get $9 off through April 15, 2015. Acclaimed nature photographer John Fielder invites you to attend one of his popular Colorado photo workshops. Got an expensive camera? Get a return on your investment by learning how to use it. John will cut you to the chase by showing you his fabulous five camera settings. That's all you'll need. Then learn from the best how to use your eye to compose photos along secret roads in one of John's favorite Colorado places, guaranteeing you amazing images. Great food, great scenery, and great fun at sunrise and sunset. Visit johnfielder.com for the complete 2015 schedule. Hey guys, will you help us make the Adventure Sports Podcast successful? Take a few minutes to rank us on iTunes and leave a review. Subscribe, rank, review. Thanks.
So, Kelly, take a few minutes to tell us about Vela Adventures. Who are you? Where do you operate? And how do we find you? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we we were founded in 2013, um, and my partner and I were, you know, it was in the summer, and we were kind of talking about how kids get to do all the fun activities. We're sending our kids up for summer camp, and we're <laughs> jealous. <laughs> and and at the same time, I was trying to get a group of women together to try whitewater kayaking. And, um, I was finding that it was really hard to, to find a group of just women and getting all the details together and then finding the right guide and all that. And, um, we kind of put the two ideas together and, and, and came up with Bella Adventures and, and just basically the premise that women, especially women are, um, just so busy taking care of other people or, you know, just, and, and, and are more reluctant to kind of put themselves first and also maybe more hesitant to try um, something a little more out of their comfort zone, like rock climbing or kayaking or even stand up paddleboard for some. So that's how, that's how we came up with it. And we really do all the legwork. So we meet all the guides. Um, we go on all the outings before our clients do. And we get their coffee in the morning and we get them a catered lunch and we, you know, we provide guide gratuity and all the equipment and, you know, we have sunscreen and lip balm and pretty much just take care of them um, and make sure they're comfortable and, and um, enjoying the experience. And so that's really how it was born. And right now we are, we operate in Denver and Boulder in the summer, we are, having some, we're starting some adventures in Colorado Springs and Fort Collins as well. So it's been really great. We've been seeing a lot of growth and a lot of uh, interest and a lot of repeat customers and a lot of word of mouth referrals. So it's been really exciting. So other than stand up paddleboarding, what services or what sports do you offer? Yeah, we offer, I mean, God, anything Colorado offers, and you know, that's pretty wide range, but, um, we've done mountain biking, we've done, um, rock climbing, we've done whitewater rafting. This summer we're doing sailing and, um, windsurfing and, um, again, stand up paddleboard and of course, and, um, gosh, a ropes, there's a ropes adventure course that we really like. So pretty much, you know, if it's out there, we'll, we'll try it. And even, you know, dog sledding and ice climbing. I mean, that's all on our list. So we, we keep it pretty broad and just want to get women out there doing, doing something exciting. And it is women only. Yes. yes. Sorry, Travis. It is. It is. (laughs) There, there is no reason to apologize. (laughs) I think it's great that you guys are taking that approach. Yeah. Thanks. So how can listeners get a hold of you if they want to try some of your sports out? Yeah, that'd be great. Well, um, you know, our website is www.velaadventures.com. And we have our um, our summer day camp uh, starting, obviously, in the summer. And that's where we'll be Denver, Boulder, um, Colorado Springs, and Fort Collins. And that's called Camp Vela. So it's basically, you know, during the day, women, while they're either their kids are at camp or they're, they want to kind of skip out on work, they can come out for from about nine to two, we try to get all our venture in, in during that time. And then also provide a little pampering for them. You know, we get some, sometimes we have some wine tasting. Sometimes we have yoga. It depends. We, we like to also pamper our ladies. So, um, yeah, that's something we're doing this summer as well. Well, that sounds awesome. I might have to keep this podcast away from my wife this episode. <laughs> you know, steer her. Well, don't, do that. don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, Kelly. So we like to offer our listeners uh, a chance to use your services uh, with some sort of discount or special offer. If you have one of those, uh, we'd like to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if your listeners use the coupon code 180TAC, um, we will give them $10 off uh, our summer day camp outings. And again, it's just in the checkout when they've you know gone to, to check out. Um, there's a coupon code area and they just put in 180TAC. 180-T-A-C-K in checkout. It'll get you the, the $10 off. And is that uh, indefinite since this is going to be a podcast that it lives in infinity. Is that an indefinite offer? Or? Yes, that is indefinite. Okay, excellent. All right, listeners. So if you want to take advantage of uh, Vela Adventures, uh, see what they have to offer, certainly go in and uh, use that coupon code and, and save a little bit of money when you do it. Okay. So Kelly, how would you say that stand-up paddleboarding, how does it benefit society? I, you know, I think it benefits society because as I, you know, alluded to before, it's so accessible, um, to most people. So regardless of age, of gender, of fitness ability, I feel like anyone can really get on a stand up paddleboard and, and challenge themselves and, and improve their mind and body. And, and the health benefits, of course, are, are great. And it challenges your balance. It helps boost your core strength. It strengthens your arm muscles and tones your leg muscles. It's an entire body workout, but it's also even more importantly, I think is, is a mental and emotional benefit. And so it's, it's that adventure where you can really take time to enjoy the moment. You can relax, you can appreciate the journey that you're on and really love being outdoors. And, and again, it's that relationship with the water and, and I always go back to, you know, listening to the water lap against the board. And it's just something that's meditative and, and really just a, a great way to reconnect with your mind and your body. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really one of the benefits to, to society is it's just a, a, it's something accessible to everyone, uh, a way for most people to kind of get, get back out in a venture, you know, increase their fitness level and also improve their mind and body connection. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, even somebody that's out there and does the hardcore adventure sports, obviously there's huge benefit for calming down and just being out there and being in your own mind. And, you know, that, that meditative experience that you get from this can be so relaxing and so re-energizing or reju rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. uh, I can see, uh, I can see doing that. Yeah. And getting into it for sure. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's always surprising to me, and it probably surprising to you too, that we see a lot of women who you know this this is the first sport that they're willing to try, and um, it, you know it's 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 interesting to me to see, especially you know a lot of women that we find after their children have grown and they're kind of in high school and and they're having a hard time finding their, I guess, their identity again. And right. we've had a number of these women, you know, try stand up paddleboard. And it's just that, that thing to get them back into uh, themselves again, I guess. So it's, it's really interesting because kind of at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about it's, you know, and I kind of thought that too, it was kind of like a ho-hum thing, but you just see these in our line of work, we see a lot of women who, who don't have a lot of confidence getting back into something that that they've never tried and it's it's great to see them do it and then move on to something else. So I think it is again going back to being accessible and and not scary and just, you know, an easy 
adventure to pick up and, and kind of take to whatever level you, you want to take it to. Well, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. So do you consider yourself a stand-up paddleboard gateway drug dealer then? <laughs> I do, yes. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> well, in this case, I think it's an awesome thing. So Thank you. <laughs> good yeah. for you. It's legal. Great. It's legal. I'm not doing it illegal. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Great benefits for all. Yeah. Okay, Kelly. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on to the Adventure Sports Podcast and share your story and your sport. And I hope that everybody out there listening doesn't walk away with a hill hum attitude. I think it sounds like it's a great sport and I, for one, would absolutely love to try it. And I think I will. There's uh, seems to be plenty of places to go try it out, but I would direct people if they live in Colorado to come check out Vela Adventures. Yeah. Thank you, Travis. Really appreciate it. Visit JoeRust.com for world-class motorcycle training solutions. Joe Rust is a BMW accredited trainer and was the first woman to circumnavigate the African continent on a motorcycle. That's www.jorust.com. Would you like to be a guest on an upcoming show? Just go to AdventureSportsPodcast.com and click Contact Us.